Hi and welcome to episode 6 of the newly rebranded Real World Podcast. We were the Why Not Podcast, we decided to change it, you know, why not? Uh, We've been away for a while so I thought we'd come back with a fantastic interview I did with a fascinating man by the name of Sam Zombok. He, well I'll get him to tell you a bit more about himself but I recorded this conversation we had a couple of months ago and I really hope you uh, enjoy it. I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. Um, I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. So, Sam Zombok, thank you so much for joining us. You are the owner and trainer at Praxium Academy. Uh, well, I was going to say here in Torquay, just down the road from me in Torquay. Um, <laughs> first of all, can you just give us a bit of a background of who you are, what you do, uh, what Praxium is about, that sort of thing. Okay, well, the Praxium Academy is a connection to a school idea, um, a college I wanted to open up called um, School of Knowledge. And basically, it's stemmed from that um, being that it is a place to learn general life skills, um, bringing everything into, into fruition in a safe space as well. I mean, there's lots of bullying and things still going on in school. I yeah. feel that they're not really I've got an eight year old son and they don't they don't really seem to actually get why. They don't teach kids why they're bullying or why they're being bullied. Well, you know, yeah. there's no if you really look to it, there's just a simple fact of oh it's happening, you know, suck it up or get get tougher yourself and, you know, there's that level of where I want to sort of get rid of all the, the dogma around it and pin it down to what it really is. Have it, yeah, well, look, have that's something I've noticed um, as well. I've got a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old um, and a 4-year-old who's going into school next year. Um, yeah. you know, my 12-year-old's going into high school. Um, she's a, you know, so she'll, she's going to be a teenage girl, so it's going to be really interesting to see what things are yeah. like for her as compared to what things were like for me 15 years ago, almost 20 years yeah. ago when I was going through high school. Um, yeah. So that'll be that'll be fascinating to see, but I think you're right about the the, the way bullying is being addressed in schools is while it yeah. may be the best they can do given the frameworks that the schools have to work with, um, it doesn't really help our kids respond to that sort of stuff in a healthy way. No, no it doesn't actually, and I think to be honest with you, society is lacking in that, and they need to actually step up there. Rather than putting a band-aid on it and saying, hey, it happens, it's all good and well. But how do you fix it is the main thing that a lot of parents actually have to deal with. And that's going back to what the patient mechanic does. It sort of puts a child in a position utilising meditation and sword fighting in a position of fear because yeah. no one likes to get hit. So with the final thoughts, they're addressing and responding to a fear factor that someone else is presenting them to them in, you know, a class project. Yeah, but but in a, so, but still in a safe space. Hundred percent safe. Yeah, where they can learn that, uh, learn how to deal yep. with those, that fight or flight response. That's right, and that brings it back to the meditation side, where they're actually they're then bringing themselves in the moment 
and dealing and being mindful of what's to them while yeah. they're actually in that space um, and deal with the best way that's able to. I mean, I, I believe that we've all come, we're all here on this planet, we all have the actual the ability to do everything we need. We have all the tools that we need. We just need to actually know how to use them. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a it's a big thing that I've I often focus on is that whether we succeed or fail, whatever that means to the particular person, we all have mm. the skills to do either. It's the choices we make as to how we approach our daily lives and approach our goals over the long over the long term that really define um, yeah. define how we we turn out everybody's got the capacity to live a fulfilling life it's whether they put the tools in place um, and the strategies in place to actually fulfill that mm. yeah. 100%. yeah okay so how so obviously mindset's a huge uh, mindset mindfulness is a huge part of yeah. what you guys uh, do at Praxium, Praxium I should say um, for you personally, how's have you had one of those big aha moments where your mind you've switched your mindset, and because of that, you've seen significant changes in you know, all areas or some areas of life or all areas in your life? Yeah, I like to keep an open mind for a lot of things. So I guess I would say I've had a few of those aha moments. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I, I grew up as a Harvey's witness, which is no nothing sort of wrong in religion itself. No. Um, but it's more the ideals and the ideas behind them that I found it was actually closing me off to the world, and I needed to be sort of open. Um, it's all good and well to have a belief structure, but if that belief structure stops you from actually functioning, uh, then it's no good. Yeah, yeah I'm not a uh, not a follower of any particular organised religion, but um, mm. I've been as, I've been a student, and I was a, a, a about atheist growing up, uh, and then became yeah. a born and then became a born again Christian. The, uh, mm -hmm. with, with, with the, the the mega church type, very American style, um, shaking and dancing and um, Pentecostal nature of. Uh, that style of Christianity, um, and then moved into neo-pagan religions, uh, which is where I found I found a whole lot of personal truth there. Um, and mm -hmm. over, over the last twelve to eighteen months, have been doing deeper research into Buddhism and Taoism. Um, but it's that there's nothing wrong with the structure. That there's nothing wrong with the having belief per se, but yeah, as, as you say, if it closes you off from being open to learning new things, yes. it kind of cancels out the whole point, I would have thought. That's right. Mm. If, if you, That's you believe in the fundamental nature of you know, God or whatever you want to call it, being in all things, if you're closing off big chunks of the world to yourself, that mm. closes off big chunks of God, however you perceive it, um, from you. Yeah. And look, as a society, we're also learning a lot more about ourselves as a human race, anyway. And oh, yes. we, our own sort of beliefs sort of change and alter 
from moment to moment. Um, being able to do that in mind uh, and then seeing out the outcome is probably where the meditation helps out more because then you have more self-control over the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Mind. So, so you've can you give me like a, a particular aha moment that really really set you on the path to where you're at now? Was is there one that really sticks out in your mind as a, as a game changer? It doesn't matter where the aha moment came from. Obviously, um, <laughs> um, I was reading I was reading a, um, a fantasy book and by Ramani Fyst called The Magician. And I'm not sure if you've oh, heard yeah. of it, but... Yeah. Now, the first, very first book I'm reading away, and I'm sort of, you know, just looking at it, mucking around, and going, yes, book, very interesting reading. And then in one scenario, one magician says to a younger magician, have a think about this. We are the architect of our own imprisonment. And that itself is the biggest aha moment so far that I've ever noticed because the idea of it that I'm creating my own position to stop myself or I'm the one actually creating the pain that is causing me comfort that is causing me to actually lash out to someone else that's me doing that not those people um, so that was pretty much you know just those words itself is just I mean I always use it it's actually very um, very home truth for me. Yeah, that's that hits that hits <laughs> home really well. That's look, I've, I've always been a fan of um, of his writing. I don't remember that yeah. particular line. For, I've only read Magician once, so um, it's, it's I don't remember that line in particular. But that's uh, yeah, that that hit, that hits home. Um, I've read yeah, the book no, about like fourteen that. times. <laughs> 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 I really that's, that's um, but yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what it did for me. Is maybe stop and think about it and go, God, this is, uh, this is. I mean, if you look back in a religious sector, how we actually were supposedly sort of brought into this world and we were given life by the Creator. Mm. In doing that, He gave us everything that we need. So therefore, we we create our own lives, we create our own errors, we create our own happinesses and joys. So if we slow down in our own creation, we then learn how to create a more beneficial and productive life yeah, that yeah, helps yeah. us out. You're absolutely right. Um, so I was having a conversation a couple of days ago with an uh, HR manager, I think it was, mm -hmm. um, and she was just asking, there was a few of us having a chat, and asking about what um, what we wish we'd been taught during uh, during our schooling that has been beneficial to us um, in our adult life that we, uh, that we didn't know. And you know, there were some of the, the standard responses, how, how, to tax, how does tax work and you know, what's the importance of you know, how to iron, or what's the, what's the importance of making sure you pay your taxes and you're um, contributing to society, that sort of thing. And yep. me, me being the, uh, the contrarian, um, I uh, I just went well. Actually, for me, it's been self awareness and self responsibility, and not just yeah. not just taking responsibility for myself in the making sure I eat properly and get enough sleep and that sort of thing, but taking taking responsibility for my life 
and yeah, work, working within that concept of we mm. create our own prisons and the reverse of that is we can create our own freedom. Yeah. Uh, and it's been, it was the for me a transition from having the rational understanding of that concept and okay. integrating it into my bonds. It's the way I like to put it. Like when it becomes intrinsic, um, that has been a huge change for me. That's been one of my aha moments is that when yeah. I realized that I transitioned from the rational to the, um, to the intrinsic knowledge of that has been incredible, an incredible change for me in my, uh, in my mindset and in my life in general. Yeah. And, and, and it comes back to that. Yeah. As you're saying that the, we have all the tools we need in order to grow, be fulfilled and learn um, if we're open to them. But we also have yeah. all the tools we need to stunt our growth and become bitter and cynical. Yeah. And close off to <laughs> the world. Yep. 100%. Yep. Uh, it's pretty, yeah. It's a really interesting when you actually take time out. And, and that's, again, why I teach kids meditation, get them into that space of actually going, all right, the same time when meditation our fear takes control of us. So when you link it into the meditation formula, and basically go into another zone where we're able to watch that fear factor ride past the mind and we go, okay, do we need this? Is it going to serve us to our benefit or is it not? You know, therefore, stabilising our own consciousness and being able to sort of go, all right, let's choose this. This path is better because it actually, it's, there's less whatever reason, best, um, there's less, uh, it's freer. There's no one else there, you know. There's no no one trying to stop you. Or there's, you know, there's different. There's a wonderful, uh, there's a wonderful uh, example. I think it's in the way of the tower. Um, and I'm probably paraphrasing it terribly. Um, but there's, there's an example that's given uh, about a river. And when a river mm-hmm. reaches a, a blocked point in the uh, in its usual path, it yeah. doesn't just sit there beating at it. It finds an easier way around a uh, yes a, a, a path that serves it better. Yes, and exactly. While the, the, the concept might be uh, yeah, in itself is fairly esoteric. Um, when you, mm, when you sit down and think of it, it's it is it's a very um, a very natural way to go about it, um, and I think oftentimes with, with the rise of um, the popularity of people like um, Dwayne Johnson, um, also very that that alpha sort of uh, energy, where you know he he says if the um, if the doors if the doors locked, kick it down. I think hmm. was one of his quotes, which is, if you don't take it too literally, is you know, it's talking about remaining true to your course. Yes. But, and, but there is there does need to be that balance between um, 
not accepting defeat and finding a different path to get to the same goal. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, look, in some cases, the door's locked for a specific reason and it's stopping you from actually causing more harm to yourself than good. Yeah, and that's where the, or, that's where the self-awareness comes in. Yeah, or in some cases, it actually might not be any harm to you, but lots of harm to other people. Yeah. You know, um, I can think of a number of things that should not have been invented because of what their harm was going to do to everyone else. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. you know, it, it, goes, it goes to say, from that perspective, it goes to say that, you know, in some cases, the door that was locked should not have been opened by no. any means whatsoever. But no. it happens. <laughs> it, it, it happens and all we, all we can do is learn from, that, uh, learn from that experience of, oh, okay, that door should have been kept locked. Yeah, we now know that. What yep. can I take from that so that I can recognise other doors that should be left the hell alone in the future? Mm. But also in saying that, in saying that, fear is a major factor in everyone's choices as well. Um, oh, fear yeah. of what may or may not happen. Fear that fear that can, that something could happen. Um, it's become a very big thing in um, when people, usually who aren't millennials, talk about millennial culture. Is this idea of FOMO the uh, Fear of missing out um, concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it was one that resonated with me because I've always described myself, or for a long time, described myself as someone who lived in a constant state of buyer's remorse. And so that that feeling when you go and purchase something that's probably a bit out of the price range, probably didn't really need it, or didn't couldn't really justify it this week. Yeah. I had that sort of feeling around a lot of my decisions in my personal life, in my business life. Do they yep. take this job or that job? Do I continue to date this person or do I move on and try something yep. new? But it was always that fear of missing out, the, the fear yep. of I take this path, but what's down that path? Yes. Concept. Yep. Um, and it really, it wasn't until I started just accepting the fact that there are a million different timelines that all exist um, and if I had have decided to leave the house five minutes later, would I have been in a car accident? I don't know. And I'm yeah. never going to know. And there's no point in worrying about that. This is where I am now. And yeah. making, being conscious and thoughtful about your decision, but then once you make a decision, just accepting that this is the path you're on now. Yeah. Um, and worrying about what might have been yeah. is only going to cause you ongoing anxiety and stress it's mm. not going to help yeah. stress in any way um, yeah. it's, uh, people people ask me I, i'm on this i'm on a bit of a kick lately about the learn and let it go idea with mm. um, past trauma whatever it might be whether it be a breakup or uh, a job yeah. loss or something or something significantly more difficult that you know, probably yeah. is a, a trained mental health professional to work on um, yeah. <laughs> learning those lessons but then letting letting it go yeah not not forgetting your past not just going oh forget about it it's in the past but yeah accepting accepting where you're at and what's led you to where you are now mm. learning from the mistakes and from the wins and then moving forward with that new knowledge and it comes back to that yeah. constantly learning that lifetime learning that, uh, yeah that like I said, my the son. School of knowledge. School just keeps on going, mate. Even That's I'm still it. at school. <laughs> yeah. 
that, that's it. Um, you know, they've only got 13 years to tell, teach you as much as they can, and it's it's a system that's still built but, for you know the nineteen the nineteen twenties, nineteen fifties factory workers. So it, yeah, and I think at the same time it's quite funny because. As I say to as I say to my boy, you know, he's in at eight years old, going, "Oh, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to do this. I want to come and help you at work." And I said, "Mate, you can't do it sometimes." Um, and then I said to him, "I said, look, I said I've been to year twelve, all right. I did some university school. Learning itself never stops. It's always happening. So your life is in a school." You're always sitting there, always learning something, always doing something about it, you know, always doing a good thing or a bad thing, but it's how you work it. And, you know, and he still sits there and doesn't want to go to school. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, it's, it's, how you, it's how you view things as well that also makes it easier or more difficult um, from, you know, from, a, from one's perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you, yeah. if you have the option of something that I like, my my old my eldest far more my uh, my eight year old nine year old nine now ten like last mm. month um, he's a lot more school based he, he he enjoys going to school um, mm. whereas I think yeah, my daughter really only enjoys going to school because she gets to hang out with her friends um, so yeah. more social. Yeah, and she's and and that was she's so much like me. It's not funny. Um, so, just talking to her about the, the the things that I learned about myself post school um, that reflected back on how I behaved during school. Some of yeah. those lessons I've tried to impart with her. Just like, yeah, you're probably not going to enjoy it, but if you approach it as a there is an opportunity here for me to learn a few things. Hmm. There, I have an opportunity here, and the thing is that once you get out into the real world, once you finish yep. school, get out of the school system, whether you go to uni or not, um, it's then entirely on you what you learn and how hard you work to learn it. Whereas yep. while you're at, while you're at school, it's a lot easier because it's structured. They're given. <laughs> this is what we're learning today. Um, it yeah. may not be stuff you want to learn. It may not be stuff that is useful to you um, in 20 years' time. But just the, the act of learning how to learn new things, the skill of learning, um, if nothing else, yeah, you can yeah. learn how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. So, that'll, uh, so that's, that's something I've tried to impart in her. That, yeah, mm. like, I, there's nothing I can do. You're going to be at school for the next six years. You just got to suck it up and deal with it. Sorry, huh? Yeah. But yep. you know, if you want to learn stuff, then say to us, drink a cup of something. <laughs> that, that's it. Well, she's uh, she's very much she's got that 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 entrepreneurial want to start her own business, um, that's good. cash type spirit, which is wonderful. Um, yeah. I'm just being attacked by one of my millions of cats. I have nice. eleven. Ca I have eleven cats at the moment. Four permanent residents and then a, bus a bunch of fosters. But um, that's one of the permanent <laughs> residents. Um, yeah, but you know she's got that sort of thing, that sort of idea. So uh, that, that sort of mindset. Uh, 
which as, as someone who's started a multitude of businesses and loves working for myself and, um, has a low tolerance for people who aren't open to new things um, working working for other people sometimes gets difficult <laughs> um, yeah so you know I'm, I'm always I'm always keen to show her other things to learn outside of what school is school is imparting because this, uh, this lifetime this idea of lifetime learning I, mm. I think it's probably one of the biggest things and I don't know how or why we got onto issues with the school system but I'm gonna go with it I'm I, I think it's actually to do with their Praxis Academy and the bits behind and the reasoning behind sort of wanting to, to make everything um, a much easier process rather than what we have today. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's, I think that's so, exactly right. Um, but that kids learning that once you get to the end of school, that's not, that's not when learning stops. You don't have to just no. get through the first... 13 levels of tutorials for the video game mm. and then you get to do don't learn anything else from that point on um, yeah. otherwise life would be incredibly boring um, and we would all be stuck in that 18 19 year old mindset and i don't know about you but i don't want to be that guy again i do no. not <laughs> looking looking back at 18 year old alex wow that guy was a bit of a dick <laughs> You heard of Michael Moore? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Moore made these movies um, and Sicko and a few other things like that were quite controversial. But at the same time, when when I was in grade five, we were showing a movie called The Industry by Michael. Yep, yep, that was one of his early ones. One of his early ones. And the most interesting factor was that when everyone else was watching and he was talking about how the salespeople actually basically manipulate you into buying something that you think you need and whatnot, yeah. I turned around and started to feel angry at society in that moment. And then I looked, I looked around and everyone else was still just watching as if there was nothing happening. Yeah. I was quite astounded that it was almost as if everyone else was still asleep and I was in that moment awake going, oh, hang on a second, what's going on? So <clears throat> things, things, you know, used to be in that, in that strategy and it still is there. I think society and the politicians are trying to keep it structured in that way so that everyone's still keeping industry running, yet at the same time, it's, it's not because people are kicking it and fighting. Well, that's, that's exactly right. I think, I think the growth of wonderful knowledge base that is the internet that allows you know you and I to connect like we're only 20 odd k's from each other but have this conversation um, and it also allows me I was uh, had a conversation with a bloke in Brooklyn at stupid o'clock the other morning um, <laughs> around uh, I booked it in and then realized the time difference and went oh well looks like I'm pulling an all-nighter um, but you know it allows us this whole new world and this whole new realm of sharing ideas and discussing things. Uh, yes. You know, you only have to look at some of the student protests in China or the, the, the footage that came out of the Middle East during the Arab Spring uprisings. Uh, mm. You know, or you know, when you look at you know, some of the awful stuff that came out that we found out about what was going on in Iraq with Abu Ghraib and that sort of thing. Um, 
this thing that is the internet and our ability to share knowledge through a multitude of platforms. While there are yeah. definitely some issues there, um, the whole, this whole platform is a net gain. Yes. I, I honestly believe because we do have the opportunity to continue learning and we can choose our own masters, our own mentors. Um, you know, um, I don't know if you've heard of a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V. Um, he's a businessman, he's very, um, again, a type A kind of speaker. Um, but he is an incredibly important business mentor to, my, to me. I, I listen to him an hour, two hours a day. Just, yeah. I'm driving, I'm doing housework, whatever it might be. Um, his podcasts and his, speech, his speeches and that sort of thing. Um, but we, we're now in a world where we can choose our own course. We can sit down and pick a podcast on a specific yes. topic. And if you don't, if what one person is saying doesn't quite fit with you or doesn't speak to you in the right way, there's 15, 20 other speakers who are saying, the same, are saying basically the same concepts, but approaching it from a different angle that might resonate with you better. Yeah. That's, I think, where everything becomes more tangible and, and, and reachable rather yeah, than it. Yeah, so it's a good thing. That's a wonderful thing, despite some of the issues. In fact, Gary yeah. V's, one of, the, one of Gary V's uh, favourite quotes is that it's not the internet's fault. The, what the internet does is it, doesn't, it hasn't changed us, it's just exposed us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, <laughs> we, we, would, we wouldn't have wonderful things like the Me Too movement and all of these rich white guys uh, finally paying for what they've been doing for the last 30, 40, 50 years. Um, yeah. If we didn't have the internet, Me Too would never have happened in the 70s or 80s. Um, yeah. It would have just all been, you know, mainstream media would have just shut that all down, paid harsh money, and it all would have gone away. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, we are. It feels like we're seeing a lot more nasty stuff. I think it's yeah. just because there is nowhere to hide anymore for these, for, for these people. Um, and, you know, to see a few things, but when you take into account the amount of people that there are, it's still very, very small, so we're still in a very good place. Yeah. It's still the best time to be alive, regardless of how many times you can't get armed milk at a cafe. We're still not fighting that. We, we, I don't have to wake up and worry about. Yeah, you know, we don't have to wake up and worry about our kids getting cold. Um, you know, that's, you know, in the True. grand scheme of things, we are very lucky, um, and that keeping yep. that in perspective certainly certainly helps. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay, cool. That was, we kind of went off on a few tangents, but I quite like that. That was fun. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the best part about also the Practice Academy. Because, look, kids, you can show them, like with the kids' class and adults, you can show them, all right, how to strike, how to block. Right? Yeah. But they're not always going to actually block the exact same way as you do. And that's the difference between people as well. Yeah. So when they're actually sword fighting with each other, they have the opportunity to express themselves in that manner as well. Yeah. So they're learning how to express themselves. They're learning to grow in confidence. They're also learning to actually explore different and more creative ways of actually, you know, 
scoring a point yeah. on, on an opponent, you know? I mean, there's a level of respect as well as um, respecting your opponent and not just going in for the, for the kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and that, that is the same as life, you know, rather than actually just going in and mowing everyone over and going, this is what I'm going to get, kicking the door down, so to speak. Yeah. Do it in a way that actually benefits you and others, showing that there is, there is, you know, a good way and a compassionate way to actually still get what you want out of life. Well, exactly, exactly. I can't, I can't agree with that more. Um, I'm very much a fan of this. Rather than giving back, just giving. So, you know, I, I will, I'm talking with a few business owners who I know enough about their business to know that they can't afford the, the, the high-end cost of my business coaching. Um, yep. It's just it's, it's what I do. You know, my, my business, my job is um, yep. mindset coaching for businesses. Um, it's a social media marketing, that sort of thing thrown in uh, because I'm good at that. Um, but there are some businesses who just can't afford my services. And they're always yep. the, and they're the ones that really probably need me the most. So hmm. sitting down and going, all right, well, how can we work this out? Yeah. How how can I give you benefit, and it still be worth me taking my time from another business client to work with you? Um, yeah. Because you know, I still have power bills to pay, <laughs> you know, True. rent to pay, and I like to eat occasionally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and it's, it's, but it's coming from a place of empathy and, and being open to, mm. open to what other, where other people are at and what other people are doing. That's why I love doing these interviews and why I'm going to keep running them. It's because, you know, your experience versus, say, Jason, who I spoke to last week, last week, week before, mm. um, two very different experiences and, while you're very different energy, energy-wise, and the way you approach things, it's still about that constantly learning, being open to new experiences, being open to new knowledge, um, yeah. and how we can help other people. And that seems to be the, uh, I think that's going to be an ongoing thing that everyone I speak to is yeah. that they've they've all had different paths and they've all had different lessons. You had that. That, that aha moment when you're in, in grade five and watching that Michael Moore film, that's like, I'm trying to think back. I can't, I don't think I was ever that self-aware at that age. Um, oh, was, yeah. You know, for, for me, it, for me, it came much later and it was a lot slow. It was a longer slow burn for me. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, Jason last week, it was the, after he died for three and a half minutes after his third heroin overdose, living as a street kid. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a, yeah. that's a pretty full-on aha moment. Yes, um, absolutely. And, you know, and he, with the way his brain operates, he just made the decision and went for it. Um, yeah. He's now doing very well for himself. But, you know, we all have those different aha moments. We all have those different... And, and some of them, like you said, you had lots in a row. Uh, Jason mm. had one really big one there, and then he had another one a couple of years later, which led his path down, led his life down a different path. Um, mm -hmm. For me, I've always been on this, on this path towards working with people and helping them in 
improve their lives. I've always known I wanted to make people happy. Yeah. Um, it's just it was just finding the right vehicle for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Been hospitality for seventeen years on and off, which was all about okay. I can't make your life happy permanently, but for the next two <laughs> for the next two hours, you can forget about the rest of the world. Have some good yep. food, some good wine, and some good company. Even if you're eating by yourself, yep. I'll come and sit and have a chat. Um, yeah. And it wasn't, you know, and it was, it wasn't until the conversation I had a couple of years ago with uh, my best, one of my best female friends, and we were sitting in the car not long after we met, and she said, "What do you want to do then?" And mm. I didn't have a good answer. And when I came <laughs> back with a good answer, she said, "Well, why not?" Yeah. <laughs> and and it was about speaking and helping people. Yep. Helping people find the tools to change their own life. It's not my job to tell anybody how to live their life. It's my no. job to help people become aware that they have control over how they live their life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and when when I had a, when I didn't have a good answer to the why not question, uh, it was really that conversation. That was one of my big aha moments. And that's mm. what that's what led me to where I am now. So it's really. Uh, but we are just about out of time. So I'm going to ask a question. I ask everybody this. I'm completely, and this is entirely, almost entirely separate from the idea of mindset or what you're doing in practice yeah. here. That sort of thing. It's, it's really just something about you that I just, I like to know. What's something that you're really into, really obsessed with at the moment? Like it could be a new pair of shoes or the latest Star Wars movie or, um, What's going to mm. happen in the next Avengers film, or whatever the case, you know, what, whatever the case may be? Um, Deadpool two. And it, it, oh, Deadpool two was so cool. Um, it was. Really I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, so, it's something that you're really getting into, uh, coming a little bit obsessive about lately. Um, obsessive. Look, I, I just bought myself. Well, technically, the Praxis Academy bought two stunt lightsabers um, oh, from an Australian company yeah. to actually add to the sword fighting. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm really excited waiting for them to arrive. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll have a big boxing, unboxing video and everything and put it on the show and that. Um, but I guess the one thing that really triggers me is energy. And the understanding of it, being able to read it. Um, I'm also a Reiki master. Okay. Um, and that sort of stuff. So I think, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a Virgo by state. So basically, I would want to serve people to yeah. a degree, trying to help them. I'm always doing something that actually is able to assist someone else. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I guess I feel that there's other ways of utilizing energy that's actually beneficial to us rather than actually always causing us pain. Yeah, no, so, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. My, I, my thing is, yeah, that. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I've been, um, I've, I've always been able to do, it's not something that my listeners, um, it's not something I've talked about really, I don't think, um, yeah. but being able to read that, uh, people's energy and their auras and that sort of 
that yeah, cool. sort of metaphysical stuff. Um, and because I tend to work really more in the real world practical, mm. uh, right here in the moment type stuff, uh, I don't talk about it a lot, but it does, it is incredibly beneficial for me to be able to serve others by, I've got pretty good at just walking up to people and going, all right, so what's going on? And they're putting on a brave face. and Yeah, you read out. Because their, their energy is completely off. Um, in fact, one of my friends has gotten cranky at me lately because every time I see her, I pull her off on it. Um, yeah, you got to stop myself as well. It's like, eh, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> just clearly, they're putting on a, fa- a, a brave face for a reason. Let's just, yeah. just leave the thing. Um, okay, yeah. so that's really cool. Um, do you have, oh, I give everybody the, the chance for a final thought, a takeaway for the, uh, the listeners and uh, viewers once this gets up on YouTube. Um, if we get up on the podcast before it gets up on YouTube. But, uh, a yeah. final thought for the viewers or listeners uh, take away from today? Yeah, well, I guess the final thought would be that even though you might not be aware of it, you have more power than you know to make the changes that you need to in your life to benefit you and your family and loved ones. So cool. you, lots, yeah. That's awesome. Thank, thank you so much, Sam, for uh, sitting down with me this morning. This morning? Still morning? This afternoon? Yeah. All right. Somebody will watch it at some point. And <laughs> it'll completely make, it'll make no sense whatsoever. Um, um, I'll, follow, I'll follow you on, um, what's her name? Inst- um, YouTube. As yes, well. yes. The, the, the YouTube channel isn't, well, it's running, but it doesn't have anything on there as yet. That's cool. I'm still, yeah. still doing some editing on that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, uh, for, for joining me today and we'll get this up on the podcast in the next couple of days and I'll shoot you a, I'll shoot you a link for that and a, a awesome. copy of the audio so you can use it on yours as well. Um, thank awesome. You. Thank you so much, mate. No worries. This has been great and you'll actually probably see me down at Praxium um, I'll shoot you a message. I'm, I need to get back into some physical training. Um, and oh. and I, I think what you guys are doing is going to be a nice change from the, the strength training, training I've been doing lately. So, um, oh, it's also theatrical as well, so that you can pretend to be a Jedi or a Sith. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. When, when in doubt, be a Jedi or a Sith. That's it. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks, mate. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again, Sam, for taking the time out to talk to me a couple of months ago. I really hope you guys got a bit out of that chat. I know I certainly did. Uh, just to reassure our faithful listeners, all two of you, 
that we will be back this week with the classic core Q&A. I'd love to hear from you guys as well to see if I can answer some of your burning questions. I will put uh, poll up some questions up on our socials so you can find it find me on instagram at alexbornrwc on twitter at alexbornrwc and on facebook alexbornrwc as well um have a wonderful day guys and i will speak to you on wednesday with the next episode of cora q a